listeners, readers, welcome to this Fox Page recommendation where I take about five minutes to convince you whether you should or should not dive into a given text. Today we're talking about Jeanette uh, Winterson's Frankenstein. Jeanette Winterson is, a, you know, she wrote a book back when I was in college called Oranges Are Not the Only Fruit, which I really loved. So I'm always happy when a new Jeanette Winterson comes out. And this book in particular, um, I have to say, it, it didn't appeal to me right away at first blush, although I love this cover. I mean, this cover is just nothing but rad. Uh, but and I love the title. I mean, Frankenstein is just, it's so, it's so good. It's, it, it has very much to do with Frankenstein, which is a beautiful thing. But I, I just, I mean, if we're going to judge a book by a cover, this is a, this one's getting extra points from me. But I, it, this book has to do with artificial intelligence. It has to do uh, with the future of the human body. It has to do with, it, it's not quite sci-fi, but there is a certain element of that in it. And that is just not a genre that I tend to love. Uh, the closest I can get to, to really loving any kind of sci-fi is like Slaughterhouse-Five, Kurt Vonnegut, which is really just time travel, and it's really just about war, and it's really just a beautiful, beautiful novel. Uh, but, but this one definitely has more to do with kind of the near future. It's a little more speculative fiction. And so I was a little like, oh, really, Jeanette? And she's very interested in, uh, in artificial intelligence and in, um, you know, sort of the, the near future. So... I at first was like, ooh, I'm not so sure about this. And then I just loved every second of it. So one unique thing about it, and, and one of the aspects that I loved the very most, is that there is a front story and a back story. And in the back story, what we are seeing is a kind of a re-envisioning of Mary Shelley in uh, the lake uh, above Geneva, I think is where they are in Switzerland. And she's there with Byron and Percy, her husband. And it's, it's essentially depicting the time when she herself was writing Frankenstein. And that was a turbulent time for all of those people, for Byron and for her husband and for Mary Shelley herself. So in the back story, you have this writing of this classic novel that really is asking very big questions about what it means to be human and what it means, uh, you know, at what point does something qualify as human? And, and the idea of monstrosity, you know, sort of what are, what are monsters? So in the back story, you have this really beautiful evocation and then in the front story, you have this entirely different world. But as you would imagine, it's really grappling with a lot of the same questions. So the, the main character in the front story is a doctor who happens to be a trans man. And it is about his exploration of uh, essentially the same sorts of ideas. Like what is it? Um, because he's thinking a lot about artificial intelligence. And frankly, he's thinking a lot about the future of sex and the future of sort of sex dolls, for lack of a better word. Uh, so, which that sounds maybe a little off-putting to some of you. I don't know, to me that sounds kind of interesting. If we're gonna talk about sort of the future, that is one area that is, I think, very interesting to, to contemplate. And our doctor here uh, does in fact do a lot of contemplating uh, uh, about what the future of sex is. So you have this, this beautiful background with Frankenstein and then you have Victor Stein in the front story who is this doctor uh, who is really exploring a lot of these same issues. And then of course there are relationships that develop for Dr. Stein and, and, and things really go awry in some ways. And it is so interesting to watch the two stories unfold together. 
So, and, and as always, um, Jeanette Winterson's prose is so beautiful. It's clear and it's real. And one thing I loved about this book is it really feels like two books in one because the tone of, of the sort of backstory where we have Mary Shelley does feel very different from you know, this kind of near future, this like modern day slash near future world that we are uh, inhabiting with the doctor. So I'm gonna read you the first sentence as always to give you a sense of this beautiful prose and also to give you a sense of some of the, you know, the, the themes that are going to arise and, and, and the sort of way that you might be focusing so you can get a sense of whether or not you wanna dive in. Lake Geneva, 1816. Reality is water soluble. What we could see, the rocks, the shore, the trees, the boats on the lake, had lost their usual definition and blurred into the long gray of a week's rain. Even the house that we fancied was made of stone wavered inside a heavy mist, and through that mist, sometimes, a door or a window appeared like an image in a dream. Every solid thing had dissolved into its watery equivalent. It's so beautiful. It's like a poem. I mean, she's really opening, Jeanette Winterson is really opening with this, not only, oh, I was about to lapse. I was about to just launch right into my analysis, but I am not going to do that because you will have to check out the 90-minute seminar to uh, really hear me parse why I think that is such a beautiful opening. Uh, I'm going to read one more sentence, as always. In this case, with this recommendation, it seems particularly important to give you the two different snippets because, in fact, uh, the front story and the back story are, are very different and they're braided together beautifully and they're really, there's some very interesting counterpoints and it's, it's very, very well done, but they do feel very different. So this is a little further along in the in the novel and here we have this this doctor who is uh, at a big like convention it's like sex doll con or like whatever it would be like comic con or or whatever these big trade shows are so um this is this is sort of the thinking of the doctor but for now we are still human all too human strange phrase that when you think about it and 80 percent of internet traffic is pornography the first non-biological life forms sharing our homes won't be waiters with tomato recognition issues or cute little ETs for the kids. Let's start at the very beginning, a very good place to start, sex. Okay, I'm gonna leave it at that. This is a book that I really think everyone should read. It's such a beautiful dive into the past and also a little, a little glimpse of, of where things might be going in the future. Um, I will say the ending, I don't remember it now because my memory is so bad, but I do remember thinking like, huh, like the, the, the ending felt, uh, it wasn't even like unsatisfying. It was just a little strange. And again, this is, uh, I think my, well, I'm, you're going to have to read it. Maybe this is just intriguing. Maybe I've just intrigued you. It was an intriguing ending. That is for sure. Okay. So I think this is a great book. I think you should read it. Happy reading. <laughs>